Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cracking Addiction. My name is Philippe Naren, and I'm joined, as always, by Dr. Fergal Armstrong. In today's episode, we are going to be talking in detail about methadone in opioid agonist therapy. So, Fergal, what can you tell us about the role of methadone in opioid agonist therapy? So I think it's important to understand how methadone uh, saves lives, improves lives, both for the individual affected with heroin use disorder and also for society at large. So I think we should really focus today's episode on what are the specific benefits um, what are the specific benefits for the patient? Sure. So fundamentally, we know that uh, heroin use disorder kills people. And you know, in the previous episode, we've, we've discovered that, you know, that there's a, there's a 2 to 3% per year risk of death. The, you know, people are four times more likely than age-matched controls to die of heroin use disorder than compared to those who aren't uh, addicted to heroin. So being addicted to heroin has a significant mortality associated with it. And we know that methadone reduces that mortality. And there were, there have been various studies done internationally, but you know, locally in, in Australia, we know from the, the, some, some landmark studies in Australia that overall being on methadone reduces mortality by up to 29% throughout the duration of the entire program. So really it's, it's, it's a third reduction in the risk of death. That's, Excellent. And compared to a lot of the other interventions that we use in medicine, that's quite a significant improvement compared to a lot of the other therapies we use. But methadone does seem to get a bit of a bad rap, as does opioid agonist therapy. It's not something that general practitioners or primary care prescribers reach to when they identify someone with opioid use disorder. It's a bit baffling, really, isn't it, in some respects? It, it is baffling because you know, it is a, a proven intervention, but it, it is not without its risks. I suppose, you know, I think about the, the debate about the value of methadone in society is similar to the debate about vaccines. You know, there are ardent proponents for methadone and there are equally as ardent uh, arguments against the use of methadone. And I think the, the fundamental lesson is to realize that it has to be used with care it's not a risk-free intervention, but given the high risks that we're dealing with in patients who use heroin, the use of methadone, notwithstanding its risks, outweighs the risks of not using methadone. And in fact, what I'm trying to say in a roundabout way is that the benefits of methadone outweigh the risks. So it's important to understand what those benefits and risks are. So we've said that there's a 29% reduction in mortality throughout their, through, in an in a opioid replacement therapy methadone program. We've already identified the high risk of death. But there are other benefits that we should really look at to, into in terms of reduction of comorbidity. Absolutely. And there have been quite a few studies that have shown that obviously there's a reduction in death, but there's also a reduction in heroin use as well, which is one of the primary behaviours that we're trying to challenge. So it is quite successful in treating the intervention that we're, we're going for as well. Isn't that right, Fergal? Yeah, it, it does reduce heroin use, but it doesn't eradicate heroin use. And we know from longitudinal studies that really, you know, even after 20 years of opioid replacement therapy with methadone at appropriate doses, 25% of people still use on top. So I think it's important to understand that, that the role of methadone is not just at stopping people from using drugs. It saves lives and it also improves lives. So... Specifically, 
How do you think uh, methadone improves lives? I think methadone improves lives in a number of ways. Uh, we mentioned that it doesn't necessarily stop people injecting heroin, but it certainly reduces injecting and reduces injecting behaviour. And there's something to be said about that as well. And just by reducing injecting, it can decrease the risk or the burden of bloodborne viruses, decrease the transmission of HIV or hepatitis C, and also decrease the risk of injury to blood vessels or arteries or adjacent structures. So just by decreasing injecting behaviours, you're already having manifold health uh, outcomes or positive health outcomes downstream. So it's quite yeah. useful in, in regards to that. A secondary outcome is the fact that methadone is a prescribed medication. So by definition, you have to go and see a prescriber to be dispensed methadone. And that puts someone back into the healthcare system where other chronic diseases or illnesses or concerns can be addressed uh, accurately and it can reintegrate someone back into the healthcare system where previously they might not have been a participant. So those are two things I can think of off the, off the top of my head that methadone can certainly assist with. Is there anything else that you would like mm. to add, Virgil? Yeah, so, so really what you're saying is it reduces injecting behavior, it reduces the transmission of bloodborne viruses, and it reduces the comorbidity associated with um, injecting. So in particular, you know, neck injectors and groin injectors, they are high-risk individuals. I mean, I've seen in my career two um, aneurysms go pop as a result of injecting, and both of them were near-lethal events, you know. Um, you know, I remember one patient that was injecting from his neck and his carotid artery just burst and the blood hit the ceiling, you know, and, you know, there we all were depressing on this guy's neck and then desperately trying to find a vein to resuscitate him. You know, that was a, an interesting, interesting time. So, uh, you know, it, it's re it really hones the point down that, that methadone therapy can save veins and it can, it can, um, really improve the quality of life for people. There are also psychological benefits to not having to, um, you know, constantly chase heroin, constantly source heroin. You know, the, the, the benefit to, to mood, the benefit to mental state must also be um, acknowledged. So, you know, we've got to understand that the top three causes of death for people with heroin use disorder are polysubstance overdose, suicide and trauma. So, you know, it's not just about uh, the eradication of overdose from heroin. It's also about managing the suicide risk and it's also managing the polytrauma risk. So, you know, let's look at the diagnostic criteria for opioid use disorder. One of the criteria is persistent use despite hazards. Well, a hazard, quite frankly, is being beaten up by a drug dealer when you can't pay, pay for the fees. So methadone takes that away. That it, it removes that hazard. Uh, and it also, you know, it reduces uh, the, the burden of mental health, which then has downstream benefits on suicide. So again, saying that methadone saves lives is true, but it's actually a very complex interaction between comorbidities downstream from actually uh, dying. Absolutely. And also something that we haven't quite mentioned as well is methadone's long half-life means that uh, patients who are using methadone can flee the uh, withdrawal effects of constantly uh, injecting heroin. So 
With heroin, uh, we know the half-life is around four hours. With methadone, it's beyond 24 hours. So just with a single dose of methadone, you've stabilized someone's withdrawal symptoms, their cravings, and just by not going into withdrawal, that has positive impacts on mental health, functioning, and well-being as well. So someone's not constantly chasing a drug and the drug doesn't become the central yeah. focus of their life as well. Yeah. I think also I think it's important to, to, to reflect on what you've said previously about engagement. Methadone creates engagement, and we know that being engaged in a, in a service saves lives. And we know that, that methadone is better than abstinence therapy or naltrexone in terms of keeping people engaged in services. Which then, which then uh, is a useful segue to what I think of when I consider involuntary discharge from services. I think that uh, services that deal with patients with substance use disorders have to have a very high threshold for involuntary discharge because of that very reason that engagement saves lives and, and therefore involuntary discharge is known to increase the risk of accidental overdose and is known to, to, to kill people. Absolutely. But... <clears throat> notwithstanding the fact that um, methadone is known to have all of these benefits, there are certain dose-dependent effects on, on methadone's benefits, aren't there? There are, and there is an argument that you need to be on a certain level or dose of methadone to try and manage cravings and decrease the desire to inject or use methadone. Most people would argue that you'd need a dose over 60 milligrams of methadone daily yeah. to, to, to reach that yeah. level. Is that your experience yeah. as well, Fergal? Yeah, the, a lot of the evidence is suggesting that uh, methadone at 60 reduces criminality and reduces uh, mortality. Um, and that, to me, is when I'm thinking about induction onto methadone, to me, I, I'm always wanted to get people to 60. 60 is also that magic figure that I think will solve most people's cravings. It won't necessarily block the euphoria associated with additional uh, heroin use on top, but it's certainly a good starting point. But, you know, again, this brings us on to the next issue about, you know, is there the right dose for methadone? Is there a maximum dose of methadone? What would you, what would you say to that? I'm usually guided by the patient. Uh, I don't really think there is a necessary maximum dose. The caveat that I put on there is when patients hit certain doses, I usually get a bit of support or a bit of assistance or a colleague to review the patient just to make sure that I am treating the right condition and I am treating the patient appropriately. For example, if the dose is over 100 milligrams of methadone a day, when I was a general practitioner, I would usually run this by a specialist addiction physician just to be sure that I was managing appropriately and they felt that my management was appropriate. And there are arguments that further higher doses beyond that should be checked off with another patient, sorry, another specialist, uh, which kind of goes back to our principle of there being no lone ranges in any of the things that we do. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. There's no lone ranges in recovery and there's no lone ranges in, in the provision of addiction medicine services. Or, or recovery services. And yeah, I mean, that, that figure of 100 milligrams of methadone uh, per day also triggers, you know, the, you know, the, the need for ECGs as well. Um, and we know, we know that the, the kind of the, the sweet spot for, me, for most people in terms of community dosing of methadone is between 90 and 100, uh, 120. So yes, we all need to get to 60 because it, it's proven to reduce drug use. It's proven to reduce criminality. So, 
we know that it reduces in, uh, mortality. We, we know it reduces injecting behavior. We know it reduces psychological comorbidity. We know it reduces criminality. Those are all benefits to the patient. And I think what we need to do now is to explore the benefits to society. Absolutely. And also, just to sum up everything that you've just said, and you've already summarized the episode uh, very well, what methadone does and what we're aiming for is not abstinence necessarily. We've mentioned earlier that abstinence can be quite dangerous and can be potentially fatal and why there needs to be a high tolerance for patients to remain in treatment programs because disengagement from treatment programs is fatal. So methadone is a highly evidence-based, efficacious treatment for people with opioid use disorder that should be utilised more than it is currently and it has multiple flow-on benefits for both the patient and society in general. And I think that's a good place to end the episode for today. And in the following episode, we will be talking a bit more about methadone and opioid agonist therapy and the societal benefits as well. Thanks for your time again, Fergal, on this episode. And to our listeners and viewers, bye for now.